0: Hey everybody, welcome to live Wednesdays at noon. We just welcome you. Let's see who all we got on here. Glory to God. Make sure everybody can hear me. If it's coming through good, we had some interesting technical stuff earlier, but uh, if it's coming through well, just let me know, say hello to me. And uh, we are looking forward to today. Talking about doused with fire. All right, glory to God. Hallelujah, I hit the wrong thing here. Here we go. There we are. Who all's on here? Say hello. I see Miss Priscilla, Miss Holly, Lisa. There's three other people. I don't know who that is. Hello. Good good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Hallelujah. Is it uh, coming through well? Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Let's just wait for some folks to get on here. Hallelujah. Good afternoon. How are y'all? Good. We got a live audience today. (laughs) I'm not showing my video uh, playing. Is it playing on yours? Is it? Good. Good. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's uh, broadcast. we just uh, looking forward to having a great day. Oh, I see Mr. Joel. Hello, Mr. Joel. Good to see you. Miss Lisa, hello. We're going to be talking about something interesting today uh, to start off with. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Uh, so hang around. <laughs> Let's see here. I see seven different people. There we go. Now I got live video working. It was not working for a second. Hey, Mr. Joel Thomas, Miss Lisa, Miss Priscilla. Miss Priscilla's sitting here. Miss Holly's sitting here. And uh, let's see, who else is on there? Give me a thumbs up, wave at me or something. Tell me that you're watching so I know who it is. And we just look forward to uh, today. It's gonna be great. Talking about being doused with fire. Doused with fire. Glory. (laughs) Huh? Doused. Anyway, all right, so as we're getting going, make sure you wave to me in the comments. I want to see it. But here's here's what uh, I want to talk to you about uh, to begin with before we get into uh, a little bit of a, a study here, talking about the fire. Have you ever noticed it when you're online or you're following somebody on social media Have you ever noticed that you start to feel very comfortable with that person? And even though you may have never met that person in your life, even though you may have never met that person, like, you feel like you know them. (laughs) And uh, I remember one time I sent, uh, there was a guy... Uh, that I was watching and they were in ministry and, you know, I got a feel for they like this and they like to hunt and they like to worship and they like doing different things. Oh, man, I forgot I had that stupid thing on. And uh, anyway, uh, I was watching him. I was like, man, I really relate to this guy. I think that, I, think that uh, I like him. I think he'd like me. And I sent him a message and uh, he saw it and that was it. He saw it <laughs> and I was like, what is it about social media where you think that, well, if somebody, uh, you know, all of a sudden you think that you know them because you're watching them on social media. Of course, all you ever see is you see what they post. Has anybody else felt like that before where you're going, uh, man, I feel like I know that person, <laughs> but you really don't. You, you really don't. Hey, Ashley Melton, good to see you and uh, looking forward to uh, the rest of this broadcast. Ashley's been sending me updates on the stock market. It's been, uh, it looked like you said it was down today, I think. And, uh, but what we have invested is up. Glory to God. Amen. God is good. He gives us favor and wisdom. Amen. So uh, anyway, see if there's uh, anybody else. Go ahead and share this. Uh, Share it today. Uh, You're going to want to hear what we're talking about. You're going to have people that are going to want to hear about it. Uh, It is life-changing, and uh, we just welcome you. We're uh, working on getting a new site up called whatsright.com. Right Uh, right being like our last name, you know, W-R-I-G-H-T, whatsright.com, and we're going to be putting out some podcasts. I'm looking to record several of the podcasts uh, this week and get those out to you. Uh, Start getting it hooked up so that you can uh, tap into those and uh, just get all of the content and we just want to give to you. We want to give to you uh, whatever the Lord wants us to give to you and we're looking forward to it. And We're trying to come out with the podcast a couple of times a week on Tuesday and Thursday and have it available so you can listen to it on the way to work or the way home or at lunch or whatever Uh, that's coming out. And then every Wednesday we're going to be live at noon and uh, I literally, we're here at the church at Boomerang Church this afternoon because... Uh, my internet was acting crazy i was on the phone with them this morning and i told them i said uh, i said y'all got to get out here and fix this cuz the the download speed was good but the upload was like all over the place. That's why I couldn't broadcast last week. And uh, so if you were trying to get on last week, I apologize. But uh, anyway, has anybody else ever had that where you feel like you know somebody on social media uh, because you've been watching them besides me? And uh, I've done that several times. But uh, I just found it's an interesting phenomenon that we didn't experience 20 years ago because there was no Instagram. There was no Facebook. But now it's like, oh, I've watched that person enough times. And And what you do is you know their internet presence, but you might not really know them, but it's just a funny feeling. It's weird because you feel like you know them. And uh, so anyway, I just thought that was interesting, but let's jump in today. Uh, Go ahead and share this, uh, doused with fire. Let's go ahead and jump in today. Uh, So we've been talking, there's a series and maybe Barrett uh, can pin this for us. Uh, or I, I could do it, but um, there's a series that we're preaching on uh, at the church right now called Purifying Fire. And uh, I'm gonna be finishing it up this Sunday. You're gonna want to see this. Uh, I think it's Purifying Fire 4. It may be 5, but I'll have to check that. Anyway, uh, you can go and watch that at bcvideo.org, like BC, like Boomerang Church, uh, bcvideo.org. And uh, you can look at the archives there and see the purifying fire and just follow through that if you'd like. But one of the things is, if you go uh, over in Hebrews, it tells us in Hebrews that our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. This is who He is. This is His character and nature. But let's go real quick to Luke uh, chapter 3. And verse 16, a lot of people know John 3.16, but a lot of people don't know Luke 3.16. And uh, Luke 3.16 is very interesting. So this is John the Baptist talking, and he says this. Uh, Thank you. It looks like she pinned uh, that bcvideo.org. You can go and watch that series there. Uh, but John, uh, John 3.16, you know, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, uh, that whoever believes on Him shall not perish but have everlasting life, for those who were wondering if I actually had it memorized. Um, Luke 3.16 says, John answered and said to them, As for me, I baptize you with water. This is John the Baptist. As for me, I baptize you with water, but one who, is coming, one who is coming who is mightier than I. One who is coming that is mightier than I. Now Jesus later said, there's not a greater person born amongst women than John the Baptist. So how big was John the Baptist saying that Jesus was? Now, he was the top. He said, look, he's mightier than I am. He said, John the Baptist now, This man who's out in the wilderness, uh, praying, fasting, I mean, preparing the way of the Lord. John the Baptist says, I'm not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. So talking about Jesus, he said, look, Jesus is something else. He's on a different level. And uh, that's the one you're looking for. You know, I'm not the Messiah. He is later on, John the Baptist says, look, he's got to increase. I got to decrease. You know, I've been the main attraction for a while, but now it needs to be Jesus, and it needs to be that for the rest of the time. In context, that's basically what he was saying. But he says this about Jesus. The Holy Spirit, through John the Baptist prophesying about Jesus, says this. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, it's interesting because uh, many people would assume that the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of fire is the same. It's the same. So when you look over in Acts chapter two, uh, you see over in Acts chapter two where the baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, came. It you see that they were all baptized in the Holy Ghost, and then on top of their head was what the Bible calls a tongue. Of fire now I don't believe that that was the baptism of fire and, and let me give you the, let me give you the reason why one one is I've found that God is very specific in what He says, and if he says that there's a baptism in the Holy Ghost and a baptism of fire. Then he specifically is talking about two things. Now, you could say that he was including that in that baptism that they would be also baptized in fire in the same moment. In other words, it would be like a baptism of both at the same moment. But it's interesting over, he doesn't mince words. It's interesting over in Acts chapter two that it doesn't say that they were baptized with fire, it says they were baptized with the Holy Ghost. And uh, so if you look at Acts chapter 2, it says when the day, in verse 1, Acts chapter 2, and if you, uh, you can type in these scriptures on there. So the first one we had was Luke 3.16. Now this is Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And so when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all together in one place and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire. Now, in other words, they saw tongues of fire. Notice here it doesn't say that they were baptized. Uh, The word baptized means to be overwhelmed with. In other words, the, uh, the appearance that we get is that here, see if I can get down. Over their head was a tongue or a flickering flame of fire. Very real, very much an interesting thing. That's going to make a great snapshot, Barrett. And I'm sure you already noticed that. And, uh, but it, it doesn't say that they were baptized. It says that they had a tongue that appeared as that, Right? It doesn't say that they're baptized. So we don't want to put words in God's mouth. We don't want to add to. We want to say what it says. It appeared to them tongues as of fire distributing themselves and they rested on each one of them. And verse 4, again, God doesn't mince words. He says what he means and he means what he says. He says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak. With other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. So notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say they were all filled or baptized with fire. It says they were filled and baptized with the Holy Ghost. And he talks about it later, talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost that they received in that time. And so we see that they were baptized with the Holy Ghost. uh, But what we don't see is the wording of the Holy Spirit through the writer of Acts in Luke. Notice that Luke wrote uh, Luke, the Gospel of Luke. He also wrote the Gospel of Acts. In Luke, the Gospel, he says that he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. But over here it says that, yes, fire appeared, but they were baptized or filled to overflowing with the Holy Ghost. So I, don't, I think that you have a separate baptism there uh, in the baptism of fire. And why is that important? Because if there's a baptism that's out there that people haven't been walking in, then, hey, we need to get everything that Jesus is, wants to baptize us in. I I don't want to be left out on anything. And this is why it's important for us to rightly discern uh, the word. Now do they fight each other? It was like the baptism of the Holy Ghost, fight the baptism of fire. No, no, they go together. It's a great thing. Uh, they go hand in hand. But what you want to see is, all right, if there's something out there I need to be walking in, then I, I want to walk in it. If Jesus is going to do it and paid for it, I want to walk in it. I don't want to be uh, short on anything. If there's something that I need to receive, then I want to receive it. And so one of the things that um, has happened to me was, I remember uh, years ago, uh, who was that? that look, oh, that looks like Carolyn. <laughs> Thank you, Carolyn. And uh, so one of the things that happened to me uh, years ago, she was sending a whole bunch of, of likes on there. That was awesome. And uh, hope you all had a good day. Uh, it was the broadcast good? Say hello on there. Good to see you. Anyway, um, I'm looking at the screen, not the camera. Good to see you. And uh, anyway, uh, one of the things that happened to me was I was started to hear about this fire. And as I was hearing about the fire of God, I started to have a a desire for the fire of God. I started to desire to be baptized and doused in this fire because he says that uh, you notice in baptisms, you have to have number one, uh, what the medium is that you're being baptized in. So for instance, a a baptism of water, uh, the water is the medium. You have to have the subject being baptized. You have to have three things, the medium, the subject, and you have to have a baptizer. So when we get baptized in water, the medium is water. The person is getting baptized completely overwhelmed with that water. And the baptizer generally is the person that led them to the Lord or a pastor or, or any, any believer could baptize that person in there. But in uh, Luke 3:16, we see that John specifically says there's a baptizer, and the mediums are the Holy Ghost and fire. two different mediums here. and you see that the Baptizer is Jesus, and then we are the people that can be. All we have to do uh, over in, I think, Luke chapter 11, it talks about, if you want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, ask him to baptize you, and He will give you that thing. He will give you that baptism that you want. And so if we'll ask to be baptized with the Holy Ghost or ask to be baptized with fire, Jesus is the baptizer. It's not something that happens physically, although there may be physical results out of it, but Jesus is the one who spiritually baptizes you in the Holy Ghost and baptizes you in fire And so I got very hungry for these things. Well, guess what? When I started getting hungry for them, I started believing God that he was going to do it, that Jesus was going to baptize me with fire. Now, uh, so I go along, I get hungry for the things of God. The Bible tells us if we'll get hungry, we shall be filled, right? He's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. And faith is an action and a function of walking uprightly of our righteousness. So I started hungering for those things. God is now uh, on the line to fill those things if it is a part of his promise. Well, sure enough, uh, the fire of God hits me and overwhelms me. I've been baptized with the Holy Ghost for quite some time. This was different. (laughs) This was a different level. And it's not, it's not that the Holy Ghost is lacking in any way. It's just different. It's just a different thing. And uh, so All of a sudden, I mean, the power of God hit me when I got baptized with fire. And uh, my whole body shook during the whole experience of the power. And listen, just because I had that happen doesn't mean you have to have the exact same manifestation. It's just what happened to me. But then my stomach literally, I'll uh, step over here. My stomach basically just rattled like this for three days straight. Three days. I couldn't stop it. The only time it stopped is when I went to sleep, I think. And, uh, but, I mean, it just, it just continued to just flow and function and rattle around like that. And uh, anyway, so the power of God was moving and flowing like that. And it was like, glory to God. And I came out of that just on fire for God. Leaders all around me were like, golly, Brian is growing so fast. It had done something. Fire is a purifier. It takes us to another level. And my whole spiritual life went to another level. It was, there was a difference. I'd been baptized in the Holy Ghost for years and had been freshly baptized in the Holy Ghost. And yes, I needed that. That is an absolute essential ingredient in a walk as a Christian. But I needed this baptism of fire, too. It took me to another level of soul winning. It took me to another level of faith. It, it purified. It refined me. Uh, we were talking on Sunday about, or, or the Sunday before. We were talking on uh, that Sunday that how do you know when gold has been refined? The refiner will know that gold has been refined when it brings it up to a heat and keeps it there and removes the trash from it. In other words, when we come up in the fire and the heat of God starts to purify and refine us, it removes the sin. It burns out the old man. It burns out the fleshly man. The refiner knows that it's at the right purity when he can see his face in the refined gold. The fire of God is there to refine you and take you to a different level. And we are all called to walk in that, not just the baptism of water, not just the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which he commands us to be, uh, to be filled with the Spirit, be being filled, but also the baptism of fire that will refine us so God can see his face in our reflection, the world can see God in us. This is what fire is for. This is what the baptism of fire is for. We we need the world to see God on us. And so, uh, anyway, I was I missed some of these comments here. Carolyn said, "Amen." I want to walk in it. Glory to God. She said, "Yes, we love you too, Miss Carolyn. That's awesome." Hey, Miss Debbie Myers, lunch in the word. Thank you. You're welcome. It's good to see you. Thanks for joining us. And so anyway, I had this experience, but here was the problem with this baptism of fire. Um, I didn't have anybody in my life that knew what it was. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't fully get it. I didn't realize it. Nobody was modeling it. Nobody was walking in it. I had nobody to ask questions about. And I'd already been searching for people that were living at a different level with God because I had the Holy Spirit drawing me to something higher than what I was. And this, this baptism of fire was a part of that answer. But I didn't know what I had my hands on. And so I let it over time fizzle, right? And I let it fizzle out. Well, then go on down the road. And uh, I have uh, you know, now been ministering, been pastoring, and, and things have always been well, but I could tell something was missing. Something was just not where it needed to be. Uh, Brother Hagin used to have a statement that he said uh, that, would, that would basically say this. He said, well, you could tell when something was off and leading when it would feel almost like you were washing your feet with your socks on. <laughs> and that's the way I felt. I felt like something's not right. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but something's not where it needs to be. And uh, so, let me, let me, before I get into that story, let me tell you this. This I believe something the Lord showed me. Um, hey, Jason Jan- Janabar, good to see you. Uh, let, me, let me share this with you. When we are baptized, if you can imagine each life, like my life, your life, if you can imagine your life, you're like a wick in a lamp, right? Uh, you're a piece of fabric in a lamp. Before we're born again, like we're filled up with the dirt of the world, right? We got all this dirt and grease and grime, and even if that wick wanted to be lit, uh, lit up, it really couldn't absorb any fuel into it because it's blocked by all the gunk. You know, it can't, even if we wanted to get a fuel into that wick to soak it up, we can't because there's so much dirt and junk. So when Jesus comes in and he washes us with the water of the word, uh, we are baptized in water, right? And it cleans us. It's like taking the dirty uh, wick that we have been, And we get baptized and wash all the mess out, get all the junk. And I mean, it is a thorough cleaning by the washing of the water of the word, uh, even into salvation and ongoing. He's constantly cleaning and keeping the junk out of us so that we can absorb the fuel like we should to be on fire. But then, so if we're baptized in water, it's like the water cleanses us. But then the baptism of the Holy Ghost is like God douses us in the oil of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of God. It's the fuel. But when we're baptized with fire then it's lighting on fire the very essence of the all of God. And he is a consuming fire. And that's why I'm seeing it as these three different baptisms is, is the place where we need to be clean. But then we need something to fill us so that we can carry the fire all throughout the word. You see it in Isaiah 60. Uh, you see it, arise, shine, your light. Has come. We are designed to shine with the glory of God. We're designed to be on fire, right? His ministers are a flaming fire, right? And many people appropriate or give that to the angels that it's talking about there, but you also are a minister. This is a way of God. He wants His ministers to be on fire. Well, in order to be on fire, we need to be washed, filled with the fuel. And also baptized in fire and carrying that. And if you think about that, uh, if you think about that, think about a person that's been washed versus somebody that's not been washed. Uh, as As a believer, if I'm not born again and I try to go in dirty into a communication or a fellowship with somebody else, I stink. I got, you know, I need to be washed. People don't want to be around me. And see, as a, as a a believer, if we're carrying our sin without knowing Christ and letting the washing of the the water of the word and letting baptism, the, sim, the symbol that baptism is, letting it be a real change in our lives, then people are going to be like, you're a hypocrite. You stink. You know, why would I want that? Right? So we need that essential cleansing through salvation and in continual cleansing through the washing of the water of the word uh, to really baptize us and clean us up. But then if we get filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized with the Holy Ghost, then the oil is going to be on us. And and the word talks about like this, like in 2 Corinthians 2, 14, that we will be a sweet aroma you know, uh, in 2.15, it talks about we are, we will be a sweet aroma, right? In other words, if I'm baptized with the oil, if I come up next to somebody and I rub against them, I can even transfer some of that oil, transfer some of that anointing that breaks the yoke. Uh, I will have a pleasant aroma to them. I will be carrying something. But here's the question that I have. Well, if I get that anointing on, yes, it can help them. It can change things in their life. But does it change the inside? No, not necessarily. There, there's a change on the outside. But also over time, it'll, it'll rub off. But if I'm baptized with fire and I come up next to somebody else, not only uh, do they see the difference, the difference is automatic. You automatically see it. You see the difference of that fire on somebody. But here's the other thing. When I come up next to somebody, the oil doesn't necessarily change them, but the fire is going to change them. This is the thing that the world needs more than anything is it needs believers that are walking in something that will change the world. They need something that they're, they're walking in that it will change people. When you come up around them, like the world can walk away saying there's something different about him. Him. there's something different about her like I don't know what they have and and it's almost it might even feel a little bit scary because I don't get it I don't understand it and it is it's big it's real but I believe I need it and even if they don't realize it if we if we carry that fire all of a sudden That person's changed, and chemically even, they're changed on the outside and the inside. There's something that happens spiritually when believers carry the fire. So, uh, backtrack, you know, about three years ago or so, the Lord started talking to me about what is normal to God. And I just started realizing we're not walking in what's normal to God. We're walking in the beginning baby steps of what's normal to God. We are not there. And and I started thinking on that and dwelling on that. And, you know, if you start thinking about things on a different level then all of a sudden you're going to start desiring things on a different level. And and so I started meditating. I started getting in this word, seeing some promises. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. I've not seen everything pertaining to life and godliness in my life. So I'm missing something. There's a gap here. What am I missing? He's made us partakers of His divine nature. We are partners and partakers of His divine nature. I've not seen His divine nature in everything that I do. I need, I need the fullness. I need God's normal. What God said, they'll do these works and greater. I need those works. I need those things in my life and I need them now. And I just felt like I was washing my feet with my socks on. Like Brother Hagan says, something's missing. And, and one of the things that you'll uh, think that you'll notice is like with boiling water, if you're watching in America, we're still on the imperial system, and if you're not, you're on the metric system. And uh, but in the imperial system, uh, at 212 degrees, water boils. In metric, I think it's 100 degrees Celsius. Water boils. Well, let's say at 100 degrees Celsius, water boils at 99. You know that boiling water sent trains across uh, the whole nation. It would power, the power produced by boiling water would power engines to take great loads across the nation. Uh, But yet, at 100 degrees, you have boiling water. But at 99, you just have hot water. There's no power produced. And this is it. We had great fruit. We had great fruit in our lives, in our ministry. We always were seeing people born again, healed, delivered, filled with the Holy Ghost. We were always seeing that, but we just... There was something missing. We're not hitting what God calls normal. Matter of fact, I felt like we were just barely touching the great things of God. And so we needed to step into more. We needed to step up to another level. And this hunger started to grow inside of me. And so I, I started just praying and fasting because that's, that's what the Lord led me to. And I knew that that will break off the weights. You know, I knew that it would, in Isaiah 58, that it would break off the change. And so I start praying and fasting. And, and I had definitely some experiences with God but I didn't feel like I was there yet and I, I continued to pray and to fast. I went on one extended fast uh, from September uh, into October and then I went on another extended fast from January into February and during that second fast, the Lord speaks to me and he says, son, what you're after? He says, you, here's what you're after and I'm like, that's what I need to hear. That's what I've been after. What do I need, Lord? This is what I've been trying to get. What do I need? What am I after? I need to hear from you. I need a word. And I, I, I needed to get close to you. I needed to drop the stuff of the world. What am I after? And here's what he said. You need fresh fire. And I went, oh, okay. And so as soon as he says that, I start studying. You know, there's not a whole lot of teaching and preaching today on a baptism of fire or fresh fire. Now, I'm around some people that do that now. But, you know, all throughout my life, I've, I've always struggled to find leaders who were walking at the levels that the Holy Spirit was calling me to. And eventually the Lord said this to me, you be that person. Stop waiting on somebody else to, to blaze the trail for you. You blaze the trail. Okay, I'll take, that. I'll take that. Scared the mess out of me when he first said it, but okay, I'll take that. And so here I am, and I, he, he says, what you're after is fresh fire. I said, okay, then Lord, I ask you. I go into Luke, I find Luke 3.16, and I make it mine he will, Jesus will baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire. I go into Luke 11 where it says, ask. If you'll ask, I'll give it to you. Talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm like, well, if I ask, he'll give me this. I start asking him for this. And then one day I was in prayer. I was on my knees in my office and I had a vision. And all I saw from heaven was in this vision, I saw billowing. It's almost like billowing clouds, but it wasn't that. Billows coming from heaven, shooting straight down. And I knew that they were coming down, but it wasn't clouds. It was pure fire. It was the fire of God, billows of the fire of God. But see, if I'm not hungry for it, if I'm not extending my faith for it, if I'm not asking God for that, I'm not going to walk in that. I've, I've been a Christian all my life, but until I put a demand by faith on the promise that God gave me, I didn't experience it in that way. Both times when I experienced this baptism of fire, I I needed to be putting a demand on it. Are you putting a demand to be doused with the fire of God? Are you putting a demand on Him? Because if you'll put a demand on Him, God will do it. And so here it comes. I saw it in this vision, billows of fire. And I can't tell you exactly when it hit me. I almost feel like that day I received some of it, although I didn't feel like it, but I feel like, I sense later that I started to receive it, but it's like it just—you know—the early billows of that of that column got here, and then the other column, and then more billows, and it's like the fire intensity just grew and grew. Now, the first time I got baptized with fire, it was significant—I felt it. This was almost like a refilling, but all of a sudden, I turn around and I'm I'm like just walking in this fire, and even when I'm praying for people at church, they're like. Golly, I am I am so hot. Like it had a physical manifestation. Some of y'all felt that. Like, I am so hot. I am so hot. Listen, this is not just a call for a pastor to walk in. This is a call for every believer to walk in, to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Every believer. And what this fire starts to do is it starts putting its finger on the mess in your life. That's the first thing. And that's why a lot of people don't want this. Like, I like, they. you know, Inwardly, they're saying, I like this mess I got in my life, but God doesn't like it. He's a holy God. And see, when you'll let the fire purge you and purify you, when you'll let the fire of God move you into different places, here's what happens. Now all of a sudden, I can come closer into the presence of God and stay there. And listen, when you get in the presence of God, the things of God start working for you. Now all of a sudden, when you get in the presence of God and stay there, prayers get answered, bodies get healed, people come to the the Lord, they get filled with the Holy Ghost, all of a sudden their lives turn around and it starts. Why? Because fire changes you, it doesn't just give you a brief whiff of a sweet aroma, fire changes you. The baptism of the Holy Ghost empowers you to keep hungry and going after God and tell the flesh, no, but fire changes you. Those that have been touched by the fire, they're different from that day forward and they'll never be able to replace that sensation again. They always have to carry that fire. They need that fire. Why? Because they have realized there's more to God and I can't live without them. Fire changes you. It changes you. So in looking at this over in Exodus chapter 3, Moses, he's he's 80 years old now. He's on the backside of a wilderness pasturing, you know, pasturing his flock, pasturing basically his flock. And here he is, and all of a sudden he gets a glimpse of the fire, our God, the all-consuming fire. He gets a glimpse of the Lord. He goes to see what it is. He has an encounter with the fire of God. And he walks out of that being he was a scared man and and not even confident about himself. And the fire, the encounter with the fire turns him into a person that frees a whole nation. He brings freedom to the whole nation by an encounter with the fire of God. One thing that you see is if you go over in uh, Exodus 2020, 20, Exodus 2020, 20. Uh, right before that i think it's uh verse you know 18 or 19 you see that fire comes down on Mount sinai fire comes down on the top and the people they put it in reverse why they're scared of the fire and moses says in 2020 i'll paraphrase moses basically says don't be afraid and i'm here's the paraphrase he says don't be afraid this is this is so that you will reverence god and esteem god but don't be afraid come with me to the mountain but they they wouldn't listen to it. They wouldn't do it. Don't be like them in this verse. Don't be afraid of the fire of God. Yes, it may have uh, bring to an end some works of the flesh in your life. But I promise you, the fire will bring the glory of God in your life as well. So Moses, he's not afraid. He goes up there and even gets to the place where he tells the Lord, show me your glory, God. And God doesn't zap him. He doesn't throw a lightning bolt down from heaven and be like, how dare you ask that question? You know, God doesn't do that. No, he he releases the glory into Moses so that in Exodus 34, Moses is carrying the glory. His interaction with an all-consuming fire of God puts on him a glory that is changing everything. You are called to carry the glory and the light of God. Over in Isaiah 60 it says, and God will give you his glory, that you will have your light. In other words, God wants to make his light and his glory your light and your glory. He wants to make you a partaker of the divine nature. This goes back to this baptism of fire and walking in the fire of God. Oh Lord, thank you. I just sense it right now. People listening to this, you're like, I want this fire. All you got to do is ask Jesus. Ask him to baptize you with fire. But as as you just start meditating on that, start asking him for that, hear these words. But Jesus says this later on in the word by the Holy Spirit. He says in 2 Corinthians, I believe it's 3, it says, look, the, the glory of Moses was so much that he scared people. They had to put a veil on his face. He said, but this new glory through Jesus Christ, we're not talking about a glory. Uh, that glory that Moses had, he had a veil over his face, but then the glory started to go away and they kept the veil there so that people wouldn't think less of him. And he would remove, uh, remove the veil in front of the Lord, but that glory was fading because he wasn't somebody that could carry it. His whole DNA, he wasn't born again. He couldn't carry the glory in the fire like you and I can today. But over in 2 Corinthians, he says, God is sharing this glory and we don't have a glory that fades away. No, we look into the glass and we behold uh, the glory moving from glory to glory in the Lord. The Lord is that spirit and where the spirit is, there is liberty. And we are beholding what God wants to do in us. But how many Christians do you know that are actually desiring for God to do that in their life? They're wanting to walk in the glory of God. I don't know that many, but I'm telling you this. You can be that person. You can be that believer that's carrying the baptism of water, a baptism of the Holy Ghost, and a baptism of fire. You can be that person that's operating in this, and when people come around you, they're marked. They're changed. They're not just, oh, yeah, that's great, and they keep doing life the same way. No, you can cause change in your own life and change in others. Not because you're a pastor, not because you're an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. No, because you're a believer. You're a child of God designed in His image and likeness and able to carry what He carries. You'll do these works and greater. Look, you couldn't do it by yourself. There's no way. We were helpless. But now that Jesus has come, you can walk on a different level. You can walk in different things. And you can be the effective a person that can change a nation. Maybe somebody will be watching this one day, maybe today, where you're in your nation. You're saying, I've been praying for my nation. Or I've got a heart. God's put in me a heart to change my city, to change my state to change my region, to change my nation, to change the world. What you need is this baptism of fire. You can't stay still. You can't stay at average. God's calling you up to a higher level. You can't take what God has given you through Jesus Christ and bury it and have him pleased with you. You must believe, without faith it's impossible to please Him. You must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. He's a rewarder. He wants to reward you, but it's time for you to not be like the children of Israel, backing it up, putting it in reverse from the mountain. It's time to go headlong into the fire, trusting God that I don't know everything that's going to happen. I won't be in control, but you are in control. You love me more than I love myself, and I need to be doubted. In the fire of God. Jesus, I'm asking right now, everyone whose cry of their heart is to be doused with the fire, Lord, douse them right now in the fire of God. Douse them, Lord. Holy Ghost, just ask them with me. Just say, Jesus, right now, you're my Lord, you're my Savior, you died for me. I believe that God brought you back to life, and when He raised you up out of that death pit, He raised me up out of my death pit as well. And now I'm seated with him in heavenly places. Baptize me. Wash me with the water of the word. I ask you, Jesus, baptize me with the Holy Ghost. Douse me in the oil, the precious and sweet oil of the Holy Spirit. And Father, I remove every sin. Let every sin be removed now, Lord. Let every everything that I've been saying yes to that's not of You, let me now say no to it, and I renounce it. I reject it. It's out of my life. Baptize me, Jesus. I'm asking you. Baptize me, purify me, refine me with the baptism of fire in my life. In Jesus' name, glory to God. <inaudible> Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Uh, his word is a fire. His word is a fire. Shut up in my bone. Let that word purify and refine you. Ho, ho If you need to right now, wherever you're listening, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you need to where you're listening, hit your knees. This is is a consecration, a baptism of fire is a purifying, it's a refining. It's a a, uh, consecration of yourself saying, Lord, I'm giving you me and I will not turn back. It will be like this forever. I will discipline my flesh. I will submit my flesh. I will tell it no and I will walk in the fire of God. I will carry the fire by faith I will in Jesus name. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you've got questions on that, feel free to type it in now. I just thank you. Listen, there's people that need to hear this message. This is a life-changing, country-changing, nation-changing message if believers will get a hold of it. You know somebody that needs it. Share it. They need to hear this message. Lord, we just thank you. For your fire. Thank you, Lord, for your fire. Lord, it's time for us to stop making excuses and move into the things you've called us to. Move into your normal. Move into the places that are available to us through Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost and our God who is a consuming fire. Stop making excuses for it. It's time for us to stop making the excuses and move into the normal of God. That's the call of the Holy Ghost today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I saw uh, Evangelist Taylor McCaffrey from uh, Germany. Welcome, Miss Tiffany Jenkins, Mary uh, Gonzalez. Miss Janet, uh, Miss uh, Ashley's friend, glory to God, good to see you. And uh, anyway, as we're wrapping up, if you've got a question, type it in quickly. And uh, if not, then we'll end the broadcast and see you later. Do you all have any questions sitting here? Sometimes there's messages you don't ask questions after, but, you know, sometimes you'll still have them. Sometimes it's like, I don't want to say anything. That's the fire of God. It puts you in a different reverence, a different place. But if y'all have them here, I'm sure somebody would appreciate it too. Thank you, Father. Amen, Miss Mary. I do too. I do too. She says, I won't need the fire. We all need it. We need the fire of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Who that anointing has been strong on this series? It was strong in here today. Mm. Jesus, we need your anointing. We need your oil. We need your fire. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, if there's no questions, uh, we'll say uh, goodbye for today. I'll see you next Wednesday uh, live at noon. And uh, we'll... uh, believe God that the internet will be working right. (laughs) And uh, we'll, uh, let's see here. Miss Sharon Honeycutt. Hey, Miss Sharon. Miss Mary said that the devil's been trying to destroy uh, her family. All right. Well, let's pray about that now. Fire of God be released now into her family. Thank you, Father. Lord, just throw that, that thread of love, of your love and your anointing, and your fire. Lord, uh, just thread that love through that whole family and pull them together now in the name of Jesus. I'll tell you, Miss Mary, uh, as I'm praying that, the Lord, I believe, tells me to tell you this. Uh, Don't try to make it yourself. Don't try to make it happen. Hear from the Lord and be obedient. But it's not your weight to carry. The Bible says cast your cares on the Lord. One time uh, my wife, Nicole, uh, she was really wanting to see some family members and uh, just move closer to God. And uh, she would try to be there for them always. The problem was she was trying to be their source and not God. And so as you're believing for your family, just because you know it needs to happen doesn't mean that you're supposed to do it. Make sure you hear from God for sure before you uh, say anything. Let the Holy Ghost do it. He's the helper. He's the convictor, not us. I, I've tried to put conviction on people myself before. It doesn't work too good. But when he does it, it works, right? So let him throw the, uh, sew those threads of love through your family and pull it together. And uh, just lean on him. Cast that care on him. Don't even care about it. When you think about your family, start laughing like the Lord does uh, in Psalms 2. He who sits in the heavens laughs. And uh, start laughing at the devil's attempt to do it. Knowing, now you're not just laughing because uh, you're just putting it on. No, you're laughing because you know it will not succeed. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we just love you. Thank y'all so much for joining us today. We praise God for you. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Fire-filled day. In Jesus' name, bye-bye.